I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. We have a special guest in the studio today, and I've known this special guest for quite a long time. This guest is my brother, Louis Knappen. And the reason that Louis is here today is we're going to be talking about a court case in New Jersey that may change everything. And that's not an exaggeration. We're going at an issue in our gun laws that is an issue in every gun permit case, firearms ID card, permit to carry, and weapon forfeiture because it goes directly to the heart of the disqualifiers, what we call the disabilities, and we are challenging uh, one of the disabilities that is the most troublesome of them all because it is incredibly subjective and we see it being abused and used to deny citizens rights all the time and uh, we finally have an opportunity here it's very exciting and can have tremendous impact now I want to first thank our sponsor who is the Association New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs NJRPC uh, for uh, helping us to get the word out here and to be a proud supporter of our show. This, um, this case is really significant and it's very interesting uh, as to how it progressed and the timing of it given the uh, Bruin decision. So first let me introduce uh, my brother, Lewis. Lewis, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you very much. Good, and I'm glad you're with us to talk about this. Now, Lewis did most of the heavy lifting in this case, and it is very interesting because it's an appeal to the appellate division of New Jersey in which the appellate division did something that we have rarely ever seen before. Why don't you tell us about what occurred here, Lewis, in okay. the procedural aspect of this case. Give you a little bit of the history here. Uh, we have a person who applied for a um, <clears throat> permits to purchase a handgun. He already had a firearms purchaser identification card, and he wanted some more guns. Uh, in New Jersey, you know, you have to apply for each uh additional handgun and he he applied he was denied under the clause the statutory subsection Uh, there are 11 disqualifier subsections to in our law and he was denied to the one that says you should uh, the issuance should not happen to any person where the issuance would not be in the interest of the public health safety or welfare that's the vague, overbroad, how are you supposed to know clause that he was denied under that it was not in the interest of public health, safety, or welfare for him to uh, get handgun permits, even though he already had um, a firearms purchase fact, ID card. He, he had had a firearms purchase ID card and other handgun permits issued correct. by this same department, correct? Yeah, I and, so. and, and And he had had them... Since I think 2017, he had had 
these permits and been right. issued. And so then he, he applied. Uh, in 2020, he was denied this way. He appeals. He takes it up to the uh, – in the way it works, he was denied by his police chief. That's how it works in Jersey. And then you can appeal to the Superior Court County, uh, County for a hearing. Now, when he did that, the state then moved to revoke his firearm purchaser ID card and to compel the sale of his firearms that he already possessed. No, before we go further, yeah, what was the allegation or what was the basis or foundation okay. for them even trying to claim that there's some danger or not in the interest of public health, safety, welfare here? Because he did not have what's called a per se disqualifier, right? There was, there was not a convicted felon. He didn't have a restraining order. You, there was nothing otherwise that prohibited him from having a firearm, right? That is, that's correct. He had no restraining orders, no uh, convictions on his record, none of that. So All he had so on what his did record, they rely on? What did they, they rely on? They relied on two dismissed and expunged matters. The state motioned that they, they were aware of this, but they were expunged. Uh, they, the state motioned to open up the expungement. First off, uh, and the, and this judge granted that, and then they used the underlying facts of the expunged, dismissed allegations as to oh, say that. He's okay, now wait a minute. So he's he's being denied now his Second Amendment rights. They're revoking in 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 de facto revocation to take away his old licenses, permits, and and to try to grab his guns over an expunged matter that they reopen. So for them to do this and for the judge to grant it, it must have been incredibly serious what was what was expunged. What were these heinous offenses that were expunged that now opening expungement lead to his loss of Second Amendment rights? What were they? Well, one was he was alleged to at one point, as I said, both were dismissed, yes. uh, to have... Um, taken a, a trailer uh, not a, that was he thought was abandoned, and he found out he wasn't abandoned. Um, it was a, a trailer hitch, and um, it got okay. resolved. So he, had, he had, so he had a theft of a trailer hitch that he thought was abandoned. Okay, what was the second one? The second was, uh, he it was, it was much younger at the time, but he was, he worked in tree service, and a woman who refused to pay him for his services, he was regretful, and he, he threw a log through her back windshield back in the day, but paid for it, totally regretful, and, and, that's, and it got dismissed. Okay, so, and, that was, and that was in, uh, that was almost... She was not was, in, I want to say, though, she was not in the car or anything, just he, out of frustration, he, he did that. Okay, and that was approximately, for all, about 10 years prior to any of this, 8 to 10 years prior, right? I believe so. But he was right. 21. Yeah, he's and, out in his 30s, correct. Right, yes. and then he and he even got it expunged, and everything was mm -hmm. dismissed. And right. so that's the sole basis. These yep. two incidents from when he was a young, foolish guy, and he got them even expunged, and none of them are per se disqualifiers. None of them even raised to a level of felony. Even then, they were... Simply, nope. 
yep. what were it New Jersey handled calls, in municipal court? It, well, you have misdemeanors, what Jersey calls disorderly persons, and by opening up expunged records, going at these two matters in his past, they not only deny his permit, right, and and all, but they're now, and they also sought to take his guns, and they did, didn't they? They did. They did. They compelled the, the, the judge. Well, they, they, they made him turn him over and, and get rid of get him out of his possession. And then the, in the end, we're, the, the, the court, it went to the county court and the judge uh, totally granted everything that the state wanted in this in terms of revoking his FPIC. He obviously denied his um, permits to purchase, compelled the sale of his firearms, he, everything. And this is having permits and guns for a number of years. He was never had any problems or issues no. with the guns yeah. that he had. Yeah, never and, a uh, and and so the section that got utilized here to cause all this on this most minor of matters, right? Yeah. Was this public health safety welfare basis for denial. And isn't that yeah. in that's one of the disqualifiers in New Jersey law. Correct. And, it, and, and what, it is, what's interesting about that is you, you want to emphasize, and I think it's important to emphasize, that it's not in the interest of public health, safety, or welfare, um, because that's the analysis goes into that uh, in terms of what's happened since the Bruin decision. If they want to go there. And uh, so, so, so what is, so we filed yeah. an appeal of the okay, judges, yeah. by the way, this was out of Bergen County, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Bergen um, County. In mm-hmm. 2020, is, believe it or not, this is how long it takes to go through the courts. In 2020, he was denied. 2021 was, uh, by the time he had his hearing and everything, and he filed his appeal. My brief, my initial brief uh, to the appellate division, after he lost, he appealed it was in October of 2021. October of 2022 rolls around, and all the briefs of, I'm waiting for a decision to come down on the case, but I'm very thorough in my briefing. And one of my points that I put forward way prior to the Bruin decision out of the Supreme Court was emphasizing how under Heller and McDonald, the public health safety, not in the interest of public health safety welfare, should be found unconstitutional. So I had preserved that issue at the trial level and on the appellate level. So I argued in my brief that that should be found unconstitutional. But then Brune comes down, and I get this message from the appellate division that they are interested in, that they are requesting supplemental briefing as to how the Bruin decision affects <clears throat> this particular argument that issuance not in the interest of public health, safety, welfare uh, is or is not constitutional, which is really rare for uh, that to happen in terms of suddenly being asked to do supplemental briefing like and that. And they not only asked for you and our firm to submit the supplemental briefing, yeah, but we had 10 also, days to do it, too. And they also invited in the Attorney General, didn't they? They asked the Attorney General to come in as amicus, which is interesting because the Attorney General is the state as well as the state prosecutor being the state. So at that point, it was kind of two against one here. Well, that way um, they wanted to make the odds <laughs> fair because they know they're against us. And uh, so that's true. Um, and then uh, 
so we we put forth. But then our we brief. decided as well. Hey, look, you know what? They're bringing in the attorney general, and we got a hold of as well and spoke to the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs because this issue yep. was very important and, and affects members and gun owners throughout the state. And association themselves, they came in as an amicus brief, right? They submitted Correct. a brief on the side of the Second Amendment, and they uh, had their brief done by uh, Dan Schmutter, who's a colleague and excellent Second Amendment yep. attorney as well. So it ends up that the sides are the attorney general and the prosecutor, uh, and on our side is uh, Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs and our firm. And all the parties submitted their briefing on the constitutional issue here, the challenge to this clause, this this disability that is subjective and is what we call the catch-all. We call it the all-inclusive weasel clause. It is the weasel clause. It's the weasel clause because that's what's used to produce denials without having any boundaries or really any structure. It's simply the whim, the whim of a judge is basically all it takes. I've, I've handled and you've handled several cases, uh, mil, uh, hundreds at least, hundreds. where where they've applied this. It's 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 used broadly. They try to allege it's not, but it totally is. And it's for the most – I mean, I've seen it where a guy, after being frustrated uh, in, in a verbal argument, he went to his basement and took a hammer to his workbench and, 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 and hammered it loudly. And that's <laughs> yeah. in the interest of public or you've seen it where they try to allege, you know, he threw a pretzel at me you right. know, or, or whatever. I mean, it, it really is. We've actually had that case. So yeah. finally now we see a review that's going to take place by the appellate court right. where they have taken it the extra step of requesting supplemental briefing brought in the attorney general and we have an amicus from the uh, the NRA affiliate, the state affiliate in New Jersey, the Association of Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, all filed on this critical issue because every license, every permit, and weapon forfeiture utilizes the same set of disqualifiers where this catch-all resides. And this is incredibly important And when we come back, we're going to give you even more of the details of this fight argument and uh, and the argument and how important it is so that you can uh, watch as the decision uh, comes down and uh, it's going to lay out finally. And we hope once and for all, knock out this atrocious disqualifier that has harmed the gun rights of so many New Jerseyans. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including 
Nappin' on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Nappin America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappin.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Nappin, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Nappin. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a lawyer. I am a lawyer. Okay, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Nappin, and with me today in the studio is Lewis Nappin, my brother. Lewis is an attorney with my firm and is our top appellate attorney and has done just great work on many cases, including uh, winning in the New Jersey Supreme Court, getting a unanimous decision, uh, which was just astounding when he told me we won and we had a unanimous decision. Uh, I was looking out the window for the pigs with wings, but yeah. it due happened. Process on, due process on firearm permit appeals. Just That's great, right. great. And I also want to thank and take a moment here to thank the association, New Jersey Rifle Pistol Clubs. They are, uh, I said, a sponsor, and they joined immediately in terms of, you know, we were in a crazy tight time frame, but the association stepped right up and got uh, uh, Dan Schmutter to uh, submit a wonderful amicus brief in this case so that uh, the, the gun owners of New Jersey had an organizational representative as well putting forward the Second Amendment arguments that are so vital. This is why I really want to encourage all of you to join the association you need to be a member of ANJRPC. If you're not a member, you're doing yourself and our rights a disservice. They are the number one gun rights organization in New Jersey. And there are other gun rights groups too, and this is not in any way to disparage them. I'm just telling you that you need to belong to the association, though, for sure. That's a must-have because not only are they there on the litigation front, and standing up for your rights, but also they're there in Trenton with a full-time paid lobbyist. Uh, the news alerts go out to members informing of the immediate threats and dangers and even have the uh, ability to, by simply pushing a button, notifying your legislators of the, uh, of the, uh, uh, of our, dislike or like of whatever they're proposing. And of course, in New Jersey, normally it's extreme dislike. And this way you stay on top of it and you're really helping. And these things make a huge difference. And although in New Jersey, we have one of the toughest, most difficult areas to fight, we are the front lines on the Second Amendment in New Jersey. And it is ANJRPC that's there fighting for you. So please join. Yeah. 
Just go to anjrpc.org. So, yes. yeah, so moving right into it, I just want to say, so we requested oral argument. It was granted. We had oral argument. We're expecting a decision shortly uh, from it. But let me tell, let me now get into the argument that had to be made here um, in our in our brief and also yes. in oral argument to the three-judge panel at the appellate. Now, it's a little rare to have this many people, of course, involved at just the at the appellate level as opposed to Supreme Court or higher but this is this is why this is this case is gonna it's gonna mean something uh, and, and what we have here is if you recall what happened in Brune now it wasn't just that I mean it's a wonderful case but it wasn't just they try to say it was just about carry permit it's more than that because Justice Thomas did a wonderful thing and he put forward a standard of review to to beat all standard of reviews. And what he wrote in the opinion, that is the uh, controlling opinion, is in keeping with Heller, we hold that when the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects that conduct. To justify its regulation, the government may not simply posit that the regulation promotes an important interest. Rather, the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation only if a firearm regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition may a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside of the Second Amendment's unqualified command. That's amazing language, and there's two parts to that that I particularly attacked. Uh, our firm here in, in our brief and in our argument. The first part, as I mentioned earlier, it's important that we notice what are they denying uh, MU for here? It's in the interest of public health, safety, or welfare. And yet the Supreme Court has specifically said that government may not simply posit that the regulation promotes an important interest. There you have it. Right prima facially. That should be found unconstitutional. Now, you know, this is, uh, of course. Because it says it right there. There's yeah. the court saying you can't base it on interest. And New Jersey's uh, disqualifier says just that, interest. And yet yeah. they still think that this somehow is constitutional. The attorney general, his argument, actually had the balls. Excuse my language. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Can you the get that out way. of there? Had the no. nerve to Leave actually it. say. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve to actually say just because it uses the same word interest doesn't mean that it's it's not positing that an important interest just because it uses interest. I'm like uh, my no, just because it says it doesn't interest. mean that it says it. I right? Mean, it's, it's like that's like isn't that like one of the ten commandments of wokeism? Uh huh. Doesn't matter exactly. what it says. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, I, I couldn't. Oh I mean, it says it right there. You can't use an, uh, promoting an interest, and it's and you're saying interest of public health, safety, welfare. That's exactly not only that; it's oh, the same language. Right. It's okay. So that's first off. So if uh -huh. they buy that argument, I mean, I don't know. I've seen some things happen. What can I tell you? Um, by the way, if we didn't say the name of the case here, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it, what? I, wait. First, read the absolute the caption in full. This is the yeah. full caption of the case without, of MU. Without MU. using his MU actual... are the initials, but go ahead. Right, Read the without using... Listen, here's everything name. that's at stake here 
in yeah. the appeal is in the title caption of the right. case. Go ahead. No, no joke. Normally you see it's like state right. versus the MU. Right. This case is in the matter of the appeal of the denial of MU's application for a handgun purchase permit and in the matter of the revocation of MU's firearms purchaser identification card and compelling the sale of his firearms. That is the title. That's the title. And so the we're reason just that's calling the title is the demonstration of the escalation that can occur when you apply for your gun license and get denied. And then when that got denied, it snowballed to, well, now we want to revoke your firearms ID card. And now not only do you want to revoke your firearms ID card, but we want to take your guns. So they did right. everything here. They went for the denial, the revocation, and taking the guns simply because a man who had already been licensed, already had a firearms ID card, already possessed mm -hmm. guns, with no per se disqualifier, had the nerve to reapply to get an extra handgun purchase permit that was his right to do, and the entire escalation occurs on this man and to to disenfranchise his Second Amendment rights and steal his guns. And that doesn't even include the separate motion, pre-hearing pre motion, to open up his expungement, which is a whole which separate... Which is another separate right, where now you invade... What is supposed to be the the deemed not to have occurred, expunged right. exactly, and All he's rehabilitated. You can't get an expungement unless you are rehabilitated. Oh, but that doesn't stop him from wanting to open it up when we're dealing with guns, Lou. We're dealing with guns. Okay, and so, so anything yeah. flies with the Jersey narrative right. when right. it comes to attacking guns, gun owners, and gun rights. Go ahead, tell us so more. This, so the second half, so the first part, of course, is. It, 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 I think it's unconstitutional on its face. The other part is the fact about the nation's historical tradition. And, and, and in Brune, they say constitutional rights are enshrined with the scope they were understood to have when the people adopted them. So they have to prove that people would lose their Second Amendment rights not because uh, issuance of some permit of or but just to lose their rights to firearms or arms in that for that case not just firearms uh in the interest of public health safety welfare in 1791 when the second amendment was adopted and mm -hmm. arguably up to the 14th amendment in 1868 which incorporates uh, the states cannot deny these rights either so they have to find law from that period of our nation's founding to say that people lost their Second Amendment rights in the interest of public health, safety, welfare you without know, even, having... Even the British wouldn't have tried that on us. <laughs> it's true. Well, okay. these are the... That's right. ridiculous. Right. And it's, it's how they understood it then, too. This is... Uh -huh. but you have to remember, we're up against people who believe... Militia is the same as National Guard and not what it understood to believe it was in, in 1791 and uh, etc. You know, we the people. Uh, just to also be fair here, because this is important, like not only because you had filed this appeal and covered all these issues, and then when Bruin came out, this entire issue took on a whole new dimension and hence the whole battle on this constitutional issue but you, in your original appeal, you actually raised 11 separate points <laughs> I did. I of did. things. And I just think it's worth talking about them briefly to see how thorough and just what a yeah, railroad. This is just one. This is, yeah, on this, 
on this case just so for your example your point one we in doing this you have to talk about how the court erred you talked that it ruled about community caretaking and why did you argue community caretaking as a point just real quick what's the significance of that that well, that comes from another Supreme Court case uh, about that they sh- that they're not allowed to just take firearms um, under alleged community caretaking uh, standard, is, uh, and that's basically it's and that's it's the equivalent a Fourth of Amendment, what they did. Fourth Amendment violation, isn't yes, it? Yes, correct. Yeah. Fourth Amendment, and then in the second point, you raise public health, safety, welfare as not authorizing this for seizure or forfeiture. Yeah, the state never moved under anything that was an official forfeiture motion. There's different ways you can forfeit or obtain firearms. There's uh, restraining orders. There's uh, extreme risk protection orders, better known as red flag laws. There's duty to warn laws. There's different uh, contraband if you use it in a crime. None of this was here. They're just saying we're going to – and by the way, public health, safety, welfare is not one of the listed – <clears throat> elements that under under the statute that make you a certain person not to possess firearms. Right. So, it's, so, so it's, right. So in other words, there's criminal prohibitors where right. if you're a convicted felon, you can also be criminally prosecuted if you have a gun. But public health, safety, welfare isn't a criminal prohibitor. Correct. It's only found administratively, yet they abuse it to this degree. Then you also, and in, in, in your third point, you talk about the uh that the licensing statute itself you can't add things to the form including um prohibiting and adding requirements that push let me talk about that briefly just because what's interesting about about that that. right interesting about that is that was one of my uh published cases i am very proud of which has eliminated a lot of extra bureaucratic nonsense uh uh, 10 years ago at this point probably i had won a case I, i actually won three appellate divisions and but one of them got published uh about having no added forms and that the, it's it's only this it's the state mandated forms and they're supposed to be consistent among all the municipalities no rogue police chiefs or or condition about this or that i i you know uh coming down the pike but in this case what are they saying a condition of this is that you have to Give up your firearm rights. I mean, your firearms themselves, or whatever else uh, that you have to open up your expungement. These are added conditions that are not in the statute, and that's counter to case law, right there. And then point five, you talk about Cunningham, and that is a, a case in New Jersey that quasi seems to be something that the prosecutors love to try to utilize to justify uh, taking guns without due process, but that's also something you argue is not applicable. Then in point five, you talk about uh, the search and compel sale and destruction, and that's unlawful because it offends equity, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. How is it an equity issue? Well, equity of war is a forfeiture. And there we go. It's simple. Classic. It's law school 101, isn't it? It is. Right away. Yeah. And then you argue in point six that they uh, there was irreparable harm since they did what mm-hmm. they did with the guns and his gun rights. Mm-hmm. And then seven, you raise something very interesting. You raise about being denied a jury trial. Tell us about that. What's that about? Well, there's a case that came down about how if, if property is a woman who had her car 
taken and she wanted, it's a 1990 Honda, it's an older case, said that she's entitled to a jury trial if the state moves for forfeiture. Well, firearms are property. And I, if you have a judge that you know is going to be going this way, I wanna, I'd rather have a jury make that as be the trier of facts and apply Darn the right. law to the facts. So why isn't he entitled to a jury on his property just like anybody else is if they're going to accept, which I don't think is correct, that this that they're allowed to even forfeit, move for forfeiture on his firearms? And then in point eight, you said that, the, that this court in Bergen required the petitioner to register with the court how many and what types of firearms he possesses. What he, was that all about? When he first came up there, the judge said, well, we want these firearms out of your hands while we're deciding this case. And so he had to tell them what firearms he possessed. And in effect, was a de facto registration, wasn't it? That's right. That's what that is. I would call it that. Mm -hmm. And then he said the court also erred in... Um, uh, regarding uh, the well, public that he's not even a danger to the public health, safety, welfare, even if we accept that standard. Right, of course. Yeah. And then even factually, how do these two minor DP matters that ended up uh, all expunged mm -hmm. in ancient history, how mm -hmm. is that in any way actually make him an actual danger, which, you know, right. isn't really ever explained uh, there because it's so subjective. And then you talk about in point 10, New Jersey's restriction uh, is an offense to Heller and McDonald. And this is where in point 10, mm -hmm. you went heavily into all the different constitutional arguments at the time that was pre-Bruin, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I preserved this from day one. I, I, in fact, most cases, if not all, it's well worth raising the Second Amendment to make sure it's preserved. And you raised it uh, yeah. as thoroughly as you could at the time. Correct. And that's where the supplemental, and then the eleventh point was just a procedural. Well, it's, thing you it's raised, just a procedural, but, but I try to protect my client uh, right. on those by trying to right. make sure his name doesn't get too much out there because it's affected. Try to right, yeah. and so that's very good. So that was the initial brief that was in uh -huh. was it seventy seven pages with a, with the appendix, <laughs> and not, uh, you know, and just yeah. hammering with that, and then they want supplemental, which was great in the light of Bruin. That's brought us to this battle right now. The oral arguments have already been heard. The briefs are in, and we are now waiting for this decision. And if we can just knock out this arbitrary, this subjective, yeah. this, this tool of disenfranchisement of Second Amendment rights that has been on the books in New Jersey, it will help so many gun owners and be a really wonderful day for the empowerment of our Second Amendment rights. There Let me is just, a third. There, I just want to say there is ahead. a third. There is a third aspect that we're also arguing that interest, not in the interest of public health, safety, safety welfare, constitutes an unconstitutional balancing test, and that's important to note because that's actually I've been arguing this because of Heller saying you can't have a balancing test, and in this case. The balance, they're trying to say your individual, natural, fundamental right to defend yourself and, and, and to, fight, to arm yourself against this nebulous public interest. And that's the balance that courts are balancing when they do this. And you're not supposed to have a balancing test 
for the, for 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 this right at all. It's almost like means end scrutiny, which the court has completely rejected. Com- that's and right. And said it's one step too many. You can't yeah. go there, and yet New Jersey has consistently tried to utilize that, that as well. But that is also barred, done, dead by Bruin. Yeah. Yeah. This is extremely exciting, and I'm. Can't this wait dates to back to the, 1968 with the Burton case where they found it public health, safety, welfare constitutional because it wasn't yet incorporated. And and the, they're talking about militias, which is National Guard, not individual rights. Well, that's where the Bruin case is completely that's right. gutted the entire foundation of New Jersey's uh, gun laws because the Burton versus Sills case is where they decided that the Second Amendment did not apply at all to New Jersey, and they viewed gun rights as strictly a privilege, not a right. And they're, in fact, dead wrong, and now the gun laws that were passed with this belief that it's simply a privilege and they could do whatever the hell they wanted, well, those days of coming to an abrupt end, and it's going to take victory after victory, and that's what we're working on right here with the MU case so, folks, stay tuned, and I want to thank Lewis for joining us today. I want to thank ANJRPC as a sponsor of the show, and please make sure you join and go to ANJRPC.org. And let me just remind you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.